What's up, brother? Jarrell, you got to unmute yourself. Can you hear me? What's up, man? Man, I'm living, bro. I'm sitting here going through this app, and I'm like, man, I know I'm trying to. I, it said the, the show was canceled, and it wasn't. So I'm like, oh, man. Nah, bro, you're on the right call. What's good, man? Man, life is good, brother. I am enjoying life right now. Um, I'm so excited to talk about this football today and uh, and just kind of get back into a different uh, realm, man, or, or get back into a realm I'm familiar with. Yeah, man. Well, that's good. Yeah. So um, this is my weekly show. It's only like my third show and trying to it's a, it's a new app. So trying to get some people to listen live. I mean, a lot of the listens end up uh, being after once I publish, people will go back and listen to podcasts. So um, it's kind of rare that we'll have actual people live listening. But nonetheless, it's kind of a cool app because it'll, it'll record our podcast and then I don't even have to do any editing or anything like that. It just pretty much publishes to my page. And then from there, people can go uh, listen in. So um, we're going to go ahead and get started here a little bit early, but these typically go about 30 minutes and uh, glad you're joining us. So if you're now just tuning uh, tuning into the show, whether you're live or whether you're listening after we posted uh, NFL, former NFL DT Jarrell Worthy's joining the show. Uh, we're going to talk about week 15, a lot of matchups to get into. Uh, man, it's going crazy, Jarrell, with COVID-19. It's taking over the league. You know, the Browns, you know, who's supposed to play on Saturday. They have a bunch of COVID cases. And it's going to be interesting, man, to see how this plays out. But uh, week 15 kicks off tomorrow night, which is going to be a thrilling game. The Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs. And that's a big one because the Chargers are coming off a couple of consecutive wins Justin Herbert looks good and the Kansas City Chiefs Jarrell when all the panic came in early in the season well guess what they've reeled off what six straight wins and now they're going to take on the Chargers in a pivotal AFC matchup so when you look at this matchup Jarrell Chiefs Chargers divisional foes who do you like here Man, this is a very tough matchup right here when I'm looking at both opponents you got a young Justin Herbert that's been taking the league by storm um, and then realistically, you have the Chiefs that have been in these positions before. So um, for me personally, I'm going to roll with the Chiefs and 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 really Andy Reid and the consistency that these guys have had. I'm going to stick with uh, a general in Patrick Mahomes that's been able to pull off, um, I think, five or six straight wins. I think you said earlier, six straight wins. And these guys are starting to uh, come around defensively. And, yeah. and realistically, when you talk about Steve Mac, uh, Spagnola's defense and the complexity in which he blinces, uh Things in the back end as far as their coverage and pass rush is going to take time to develop in which they've got now. So very excited about what it looks like moving forward. Yeah, I would agree with you, man. Uh, I'm actually, you know, I want to roll with the Chargers here. You know, they're going to be at home. I know Kansas City has looked. Wow. uh, Kansas City has looked pretty darn good. And you know what you mentioned? Spagnolo's got his defense playing better. But you know what? Justin Herbert. He's looking pretty darn good. He's going to have Keenan Allen back in the mix. He missed last week because he was uh, on the COVID list. And so he's going to get his favorite target. And I just feel like this this Chargers defense, Sorrell, they're also turning the corner as well. They could be getting Derwin James and Asante Samuel back. They're both listed as questionable. It'll be a great game either way tomorrow night to kick off week number 15. But let's go on to uh, Saturday's game. This weekend, we got two NFL Saturday games. At the moment, unless the NFL 
is prompted to reschedule the Browns game considering their COVID outbreak. But Raiders-Browns, Jarrell, kicks us off on Saturday, 3.30 p.m. on NFL Network. The Raiders are 6-7. and seven. They're, they're pretty much playing for their playoff lives. They don't have much room for air. The Browns are 7-6. and six. Obviously, AFC North still up for grabs. Who do you like here? Um, I like the Browns because I think that these these guys have a formula. Obviously, the Raiders have kind of been up and down this season. They got a, a really uh, nice win last week, and, um, you know, Waller and those guys are were doing their thing. But I really think that the Browns, um, even without Baker Mayfield, have the tools in-house in order to, to get it done. And they have a lot of depth as far as um, the receiver play has been this year. Uh, the offensive line has shuffled a lot, but they've been able to make off, pull off some wins. So I'm actually going to roll with the Browns with this one. Uh, because of their run game and how they're able to to get down the field with play action pass. Yeah, I like the Browns here as well, despite their their big COVID outbreak and that that could see Baker Mayfield out of the game. And in that case, Case Keenum would take over. But as long as Nick Chubb is there, that run game is there. I know uh, Wyatt Teller, one of their starting guards, is on the COVID list, so he may may not be playing. Uh, but I still like the Browns. They'll be at home. The Raiders are a slumping team. So I'll take Cleveland despite the uh, pretty crazy COVID numbers there. Now, the Patriots and Colts, Jarrell, honestly, this is probably one of the, the, the games that I'm most looking forward to watching. Primetime Saturday night, the Patriots who are entering play on a huge win streak. I think they won seven in a row. They're nine and four, number one seed in the AFC. And then they're taking on a very dangerous Colts team. That is a heck of a lot better than that 7-6 and six record. Carson Wentz starting to play good football. Of course, we know Jonathan Taylor has just broken out this year. Um, I'm, I'm very uh, anxious to see how this plays out, Jarrell. Actually, I, I'm going to roll with the upset here, man. I think the Colts find a way to get the job done at home against a Patriots team that's riding in hot. I just have a lot of confidence in Jonathan Taylor, the Colts offensive line, and then the Colts defense as well, led by Darius Leonard. Oh, man, you make some interesting points there, man. But, I, I mean, ultimately, the, the common denominator with this role is Carson Wentz um, against a Bill Belichick defense. I think, you know, Bell, Bill knows what needs to get done. I think, to be honest with you, this has probably been one of his – best coaching performances um, in his career as far as navigating a football team, um, because we've seen these guys come from uh, being uh, beat to now nine and four and having some things uh, go their way. So I'm going to roll with the Patriots in this one, bro. I think they, they'll get Jonathan, Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor behind the sticks a little bit and have opportunities to blend Carson Wentz and um, come up with one or two turnovers. Yeah, that's going to be a fascinating matchup, how that Bill Belichick-led defense. You know, they, they specialize in shutting down opposing teams' number one target. So you, you bet your bottom dollar that the Patriots are going to come out looking to erase Jonathan Taylor from the game plan. Can't wait to watch that one. Now, Sunday slate of games, Jarrell, week 15. We got the Panthers and Bills. Carolina's pretty much out of the playoffs, 5-8. and eight. Bills, meanwhile... Coming off two big losses, one to New England on Monday Night Football, and then they made a huge comeback on the Bucks on Sunday. Couldn't get it done. They're clinging on to that seven seed. They need a win. That's why I'm going to roll with Bill's Mafia here, Jarrell. The Panthers doesn't look very good with that quarterback platoon having to rotate Cam Newton and P.J. Walker. Now Darnold 
is returning to practice. So we'll see what happens with him. But the Bills, this is a must win if they've ever considered one to be. So I'll take the Bills in this game. I'm definitely going to take the Bills in this one. Um, When you look at their performances over the last couple of weeks and just realistically looking at how they lack running the football and realistically controlling the time, uh, the time of possession. Uh, When Tampa played against these guys, they beat them at their own game. These guys are high-powered offense, so they came back and ran the ball. And the Buffalo Bills have to find a, 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 a solid running game outside of Josh Allen. Um, and realistically, I think that if they can do that with Singletary and getting him matched up um, in open space against linebackers, then they'll have a shot to to win this game. So um, Gable's going to have to change up the game plan a little bit and give these guys an opportunity uh, to melt the clock and 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 ultimately run up the score scoreboard. Yeah, so we're both rolling with uh, the Buffalo Bills here. Now we got the Cardinals ten and three. They're going to take on the one eleven and one Detroit Lions. This game will be in the Motor City. Obviously, Arizona coming off a very disappointing loss on Monday Night Football considering the Rams are so shorthanded. They did lose DeAndre Hopkins for what it looks like for the rest of the regular season. He could be back for the playoffs. But we all know this. Even though it has been a weird NFL season, I fully anticipate Kyler Murray and the Cardinals to bounce back in a big way, winning by about 14-plus points. This should be lopsided Arizona all the way here. Yes, I would agree. I think, you know, obviously coming off a big loss, you lose a star. Um, It's time for some guys to step up. You know, Christian Kirk, um, they've got uh, Zach Ertz. They've got guys that that can definitely put the ball in the end zone. So I'm going to roll with the Cardinals too. All right, next matchup here, we got the Jets 3-10 against the 6-7 Dolphins. That Jarrell, earlier in the season, didn't look like Miami was really going to do much winning, but they turned a corner and they've done some winning, and now they find themselves in a position, of course, outside looking in at a potential playoff spot. This is a must-win for Miami as well. I think they get the job done. That Dolphins defense has played lights out ever since that performance against Lamar Jackson in prime time. And Brian Flores has this unit playing some motivated football to go along with Tua, who's also shown some flashes. So I like Miami at home, getting the job done against their divisional rival. I would agree with you. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, with with Miami as well to dominate and to have a, uh, a phenomenal uh, performance as well. All right, now we got my Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Nine and four, taking on the 4-9 Giants. Jarrell, now the Giants, they, they look like they're going to be another game without Daniel Jones with the next strain. So it's looking like, Mike Glennon's going to get a third consecutive start. Maybe they'll roll out Jake Fromm, who they signed from the Bills practice squad a couple of weeks ago. But, you know, I'm rolling with the Cowboys here, man. This is a big game. There's some things at stake. Dallas can actually clinch a playoff spot with the win and a couple of other things and also can also clinch the division with the win. This is a big game. Dallas's defense has been playing very well. Dak's in a little bit of a slump. But against the Giants team that's banged up, I know it may be closer than people think, but I'm still rolling with Dallas. I'm going to roll with Dallas as well. I think um, at the end of the day, we have an opportunity uh, to see the Dallas Cowboys really dominate their division for the first time in quite some time. So I am very excited to see what the Cowboys have uh, up against the Giants this upcoming weekend. Well, so am I. I'll be all eyes on the Cowboys. 
Now we got another NFC East matchup drill. This one is actually a pretty big clash between Washington and Philadelphia, both sitting at six and seven, three games back of the Cowboys in the NFC East. Now, you know, both of these teams are also trying to fight for that number seven seed in the playoffs. They're going to play in Philly, Jarrell, and uh, it appears Jalen Hurts is on track to return, even though Gardner Minshew lit up the Jets a couple of weeks ago. But I like Philadelphia. Washington's another team that's been hit with that COVID bug. A lot of players on the reserve list. Philadelphia is coming off a bye. They'll be fresh. So I'll take the Eagles to win this one. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you, uh, especially with, you know, Washington losing Logan Thomas for the year, um, the type of impact he's made um, and, and being that safety net for Tyler Hinkie, uh down the middle of the field, down those seams and those deep out routes. And so, you know, without his presence, it, I don't necessarily see the Washington offense being as explosive. And so that gives Philadelphia a really good chance to be successful on Sunday. So I'm going to roll with the Eagles as well. All right, we got the Tennessee Titans 9-4 and four, taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are 6-6-1. Six, six, and one. Now the Steelers, Jarrell, also fighting for those playoff lives, trying to find a way to get into the postseason. This is likely Big Ben's last season. Tennessee, though, meanwhile, getting some healthy players back in the fold. It was Julio Jones last week off IR. Now they're one of their best defenders, Bud Dupree, returned to practice today, so he could be activated ahead of Sunday's clash. I have to say... I, I can see Pittsburgh at home putting in a valiant effort, right? But Tennessee, when they have their guys and all their horses ready to go, I think they're going to get the job done on the road in a hostile environment, especially if Bud, Bud Dupree can return to face his former team. Mike Vrabel has done a good job keeping his team focused despite the amount of injuries. So I like Tennessee to sneak out with a victory, maybe by a field goal here. Yeah, it's going to be a tight game. I, you know, obviously Tennessee wants to run the ball. Uh, if Ryan Tannehill doesn't turn the ball over, then Tennessee definitely runs the run away with this one. Uh, but if the Steelers defense can come up with one or two turnovers, uh, whether that be via special teams, a tip pass or something, then they'll definitely be in the game. Um, I know um, Mike Tomlin is definitely preaching that in the locker room. So I'm actually going to give it to Tennessee um, in a tightly contested game uh, and sneak out of there with the win and go to 10-4. All right, Jarrell, now we got the game that everybody's uh, just cannot wait to watch, man. It's going to be a barn burner. We got the 2-11 and 11, uh, Houston Texans taking on the 2-11 and 11 Jacksonville Jaguars, the battle of the two-win squads. This one's going to be in Jacksonville. A lot has been said about Urban Meyer and his job security. The Texans, we know they turn to Davis Mills, hoping to have a, a, a young player finish out the year, see what he's got. You know they're going to have a high pick. So in this game, Jarrell, despite the dysfunction going on in Jacksonville, I like Trevor Lawrence a heck of a lot more than Davis Mills. I think Jacksonville gets their third win of the season, despite Urban Meyer and all the bad PR that's surrounding him right now. Give me Jacksonville, maybe like at a score of 23 to 17 or 23 to 16. Man, it's going to be a tight one, but um, if I'm not mistaken, Tyrod Taylor's playing for the Texans, so... No, no Davis Mills David is, remember. Mills is? Ah, well, then no, we're definitely going with the Jaguars. We're definitely going with the Jags. Like, I, I definitely, <laughs> you know, Mills, I do I do apologize, Patty Mills. But listen, I'm going to roll with the, the Jaguars in this one just because I think that, you know, Trevor Lawrence has shown some good things um, this year, and obviously Urban Meyer has to finish out the season the right way because, you know... 
they're, they're ready to get rid of him right now. I know, man. It's getting ugly over there in Jacksonville, Duval County. Now we got the Bengals and the Broncos, Jarrell. This is a, a matchup. Two teams, seven and six. You know, the, the Bengals are coming off that heartbreaking loss of the Niners, and the Broncos slapped around the Lions at Mile High Stadium. They're returning home again, Teddy B and company, trying to get going, get into that playoff picture as well. Uh, you know, Denver's defense, Jarrell, has been pretty impressive the last couple of weeks. And it, in a sense, because of what they've been able to accomplish on the ground with Javante Williams, the powerful rookie running back from North Carolina, Melvin Gordon, one-two punch. I'm going to roll with the Broncos here, even though I like Joe Burrow. I like what the Bengals team has shown this, this season. Trey Hendrickson, though, is battling some back soreness. We don't know about his availability. That's their best pass rusher. I'll take the Broncos here, Jarrell. I think this is a game that they can definitely come out on top and really make a push for that playoff spot. It's going to be a tough AFC matchup, man, but I'm going to go with Joe Burrow, man. Um, what this kid has been able to show, uh, his resilience, uh, being able to lead a team, um, he really is impressing me in his, uh, his, his second year out. And so I definitely think that, you know, we have an opportunity to see the Bengals get back into the playoffs uh, with Joe uh, Joe Mixon and these guys. And obviously you said Trey, uh, Trey Henderson will be out uh, possibly, but I think the Bengals still have enough to get it done. All right, that'll be a really good matchup, 3.05 p.m. Now we got the Niners and the Falcons. Falcons, man, coming out of nowhere. This was a team that me personally thought was going to pretty much flake out early in the season. They're going to be bottom feeders, but they found some wins, some tightly contested ball games at that, 6-7. and seven. On the season, the Niners, 7-6, and six, coming off that win over Cincinnati last week. Jarrell, the 49ers seem to have found themselves and their identity under Kyle Shanahan. We're seeing Debo Samuel. We're seeing Brandon Ayuk. We're seeing the rookie running back, Elijah Mitchell. I mean, they have some skilled players out there, Jarrell. And then George Kittle, who continues to make his quest to be the best tight end in the NFL right now, putting up back-to-back monster performances. I like San Francisco here, Jarrell. I think this is a game they can come out on top continue that forward momentum and there's a lot to like with uh how Jimmy Garoppolo has been able to play kind of control the rhythm of the game and rely on his targets to make plays out in space yeah I think you know obviously you know Shanahan's gonna have you know Matt Ryan's number and I think at the end of the day the the 49ers and their defense are gonna cause a lot of turnovers uh you know Matt Ryan is they've been good but they still haven't been stellar and so I'm gonna go with the San Francisco 49ers out there in the Bay Area, getting the job done and uh, getting a win. All right, Seahawks Rams now. Seattle five and eight. Pretty much their playoff chances are pretty much dead unless they can win out and get a whole lot of help. Rams nine and four. Nice win over Arizona. They also have quite a bit of players on the COVID list, including Odell Beckham Jr. Um, and their right tackle Rob Havenstein. So we'll see what their availability looks like, regardless of what happens. And of course, Jalen Ramsey. Um, I like the Rams here, Jarrell. This is a team that could be peaking at the right time, putting up a statement performance against the Arizona Cardinals in prime time. I like Matthew Stafford to get the job done and uh, put up some points against that weak Seattle secondary. Yes, I definitely agree, man. I think the Rams, um, they are definitely in attack mode because when you're talking about the teams that they're keeping up with, the Buccaneers, the Packers, um, the Cardinals, uh, these are teams in, in which all are fighting for the number one seeds in the NFC, as well as um, trying to get a home playoff game. 
which is crucial uh, in the playoffs, especially when you're talking about these high-powered offenses. So I'm going to go with the Rams with this one as well. All right, Packers and Ravens here. This is a huge game, right? Green Bay, they overtook the Arizona Cardinals for the one seed after Arizona lost. They're trying to fend off the other teams to keep that first round by, but they're going to have to do so taking the road to Baltimore to take on a feisty Ravens team that could be without their starting quarterback, Lamar Jackson, nursing that low ankle sprain. He didn't practice today. If he's unable to go, it looks like they're going to go with uh, uh, their, their backup, Jason Huntley, who's also looked pretty solid. So regardless of what happens, Green Bay right now, they're firing on all cylinders. I still think they get the job done on the road in Baltimore. Aaron Rodgers is playing MVP-type uh, football as well as Devontae Adams. So Green Bay, I don't think they'll have any issues getting that win. Absolutely. I think Green Bay is going to have a uh, – they're going to find a way to control the ball. But, you know, if Baltimore gets rolling, um, if they're coming out all black on Sunday and they have an opportunity to get pressure on Aaron Rodgers and create a turnover too, it's going to be a – a much closer game than people predict. So I'm going to roll right now with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, that's what my heart says. Um, but I'm going to I'm gonna be on alert for the upset. And you know how I feel about those Packers, Drill. You know I want them to lose. <laughs> Absolutely. You're over here just trying to be, you know, Packer homer and play with them. You're always pulling for the Pack. We'll see how that goes. You know, it would be great if Baltimore can pull the upset, but it, I think that will be contingent upon Lamar Jackson and, and his availability for Sunday. But we got a couple of games here left that finishes up that Week 15 slate, Jarrell. And here's another game. Saints and Buccaneers. Tampa also starting to hit that stride, 10-3, and three, taking on a New Orleans Saints squad that has been injury depleted. They've been rolling with Taysom Mill at quarterback ever since that unfortunate Jameis Winston uh, 20 ACL several weeks ago. I mean – I know the Saints have had Tom Brady's number the last several matchups, but I can't quite figure out a way how the Saints can pull off the upset on the road with Taysom Hill at quarterback. So with that process in mind, I'm going to roll with Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A team is just rolling in hot. They'll be in front of their home fans. Tampa Bay all the way by 14 plus. Yes, sir. I'm going to roll with that as well. Um, these guys uh, in New Orleans look terrible without Drew Brees at the helm, um, without somebody at the helm that can consistently push the ball down the field. And so I'm going to roll with Tampa. They they have things in order, ready to go. All right. Now we end things with some primetime football on Monday night. Two uh, NFC North teams, you know, going toe-to-toe, the Minnesota Vikings who – Mind you, Jarrell, they're fighting for their playoff lives. You know, when they dropped that big game to the Detroit Lions, that was just a backbreaker. They're going to take on the Chicago Bears. You know, Justin Fields, 4-9. and nine, They're pretty much out of the playoff race. But still a dangerous team regardless, though, Jarrell, because that defense for Chicago, when things are firing, and then, of course, when they can get that run game going with David Montgomery, I think that's also a threat that, a team like the Vikings are going to have to take into consideration. So when you look at this matchup, uh, who do you like here, Minnesota or Chicago? I'm actually liking Minnesota. I'm thinking that, you know, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a cold game in Chicago. But I just think with Dalvin Cook being energized the way he was over the last couple of weeks and Kirk Cousins being able to be a little bit more consistent with their offensive play, 
I, I think that, you know, Minnesota goes in there and, and finds a way to get a win because they know they still have to keep in contention with the rest of the NFC. Yeah, I like Minnesota too. Um, your boy, Kirk Cousins, has been playing pretty good football this season. And I think at times he's been underrated. You know, Ju- uh, Justin Jefferson has had an absolute sensational season. He's put up some monster numbers as well. And I, I think Minnesota has the team. They have the focus to go on the road in a hostile environment in the Windy City to come away with the wind drill because at this point, you know, Mike Zimmer's on the hot seat. If they miss the playoffs for sure, I don't expect him back next year. And I think the same sentiment is expected from around the league. So uh, Minnesota has their backs against the wall. Luckily for them, they got Dalvin Cook. He's back healthy. He had a monster game last week. So I, too, will take Minnesota to get the victory against Chicago on Monday Night Football and improve to 500-7-7 as their quest to make the playoffs, I think, will stay alive for at least another week. But, uh, man, that, that's the Week 15 slate, Jarrell. I mean, there's a lot of games on here that are, are huge uh, for teams and their playoff lives and trying to stay alive. As you know more than anybody else, Jarrell, being an actual former NFL player, as they always say, you have to be playing your best football in December. So what do you think is, is going on with, with these teams who are trying to fight for the playoffs right now at this point in the season? Well, I just think at the end of the day, they're trying to be, be consistent because, you know, obviously they're battling so many different factors, um, health, injury. Uh, you've got sickness, COVID. Um, you've got the flu. There's a multitude of different uh, avenues that could be affecting a team. And so I think at the end of the day, the, mo- the team that has an opportunity to stay healthy, the team that has an opportunity to be together consistently uh, will have, an op- have a shot to hoist the trophy at the end of the year. So whether that be Tampa, whether that be Green Bay, um, these are teams that have been the most consistent. Uh, whether that be uh, you start to see the Patriots now finding their formula, then uh, I think these are the teams that have an opportunity to really hoist the trophy at the end of the year. Yeah, I know. And, and it, it also is, man, a lot of these teams playing in the cold weather as well. And that certainly plays a factor. But Again, I mean, week 15 kicking off on uh, Thursday night tomorrow. I can't wait to watch that game. It's going to be a good one for all of us to get rolling. And, you know, uh, it certainly is going to give us something something to look forward to, uh, considering with all this COVID-19 news that is going on and all these protocols. And I know the NFL, they're discussing some different ways how they can combat the high surge of COVID cases throughout the teams. And, We'll see what happens uh, with the Browns, Jarrell. You know, the game is scheduled for Saturday. Uh, Last year, we saw some games that were pushed back. I remember we had a Wednesday night game between Pittsburgh. um, And so, you know, the NFL is always going to review all the potential options to make sure that teams are in the best possible situation. So uh, being in the locker room, Jarrell, in the NFL environment, and you know these teams are having to go virtual and they're having to deal with all this adversity. Um, how do you think it could potentially impact their performance this weekend? Well, I just I don't think it impacts realistically the the the, the know what to do. I think it impacts the timing, both offensively um, for defense, uh, a blitz, whether or not. You're trying to bring something exotic that you just put in that week. You know, not being able to practice is what, you know, causes teams to have uh, bonehead, you know, plays on the football field on Sundays. And so 
you know, that that stuff that just ends up on come on, man. A lot of that stuff happens because of lack of preparation, um, lack of being able to be with each other and just, you know, not truly just not being prepared. So I definitely would like to see uh, a lot of teams be consistent down the stretch and we'll see who has a chance to win. All right. Now, lastly, as we get ready to, to wrap out, wrap up this episode, I know we went through some matchups, right? We know there's some, some big key um, teams that are going to be playing. Is there a player that you are looking from this week to really make a leap forward? Somebody that has kind of struggled that you would like to step up to the plate and cash in big for their respective team? You know, for me, I'll go first, and you know who I'm going to go with. I'm going to say Dak Prescott. I mean, we know the guy got off to a hot start. Um, the first six weeks of the season, the Cowboys offense was rolling number one uh, in the NFL for total offense. But Dak Prescott in the offense has been stuck in the mud the last several weeks. Hasn't looked very pretty. And, uh, you know, I don't know if it's injury related. I know he really hasn't been the same ever since that calf strain. So maybe that's still playing a factor. But nonetheless, his confidence looks shot. He's second guessing his decisions. And he's being late on throws. And that ultimately, Jarrell, is, is what has led to those high number of interceptions that are just way out of his zone, uncharacteristic of Dak. So I'm going to call on Dak Prescott this week. You're playing a divisional rival, another big game as they look to secure a playoff berth and a division title. So I want to see Dak come up and play some good football on Sunday. So uh, do you got any player that you're looking to see uh, improve their performance? Man, I'm going to give you two examples. Uh, I'm going to give you one. Um, I'm Sorensen with Kansas City. Uh, I think realistically just his overall defensive play. Uh, I think the, the everyone knows that he is kind of the, the, the odd man out when it comes to that chief secondary. And, and as far as isolation guys and, and the Chargers are known for pushing the ball down the football field. So it would be great to see how um, his play comes this upcoming uh, Thursday. Um, in a primetime football game on the road with a division uh, realistically at your in your hands uh, versus the Chargers. And I'm actually going to shift gears for a moment. I'm going to switch to a coach. Um, it's really going to be uh, Coach Gable with the Buffalo Bills, and that is the office of coordinator. And I think realistically over the last couple of weeks, we've seen the Buffalo Bills rely so much on Josh Allen, whether that be via run or pass, that – I just think it, it's starting to to the candle is starting to burn out. And I and like we saw a big spark from Josh Allen um, against Tampa. This is what this kid is going to be able to do for this team um, dec- uh, a year or two decades from now. But I think at the end of the day, when you talk about uh, winning football and closing out in those games and having an opportunity to make a statement, uh, you've got to be able to adapt as, an, as a coordinator um, because we've seen Bill Belichick win a game with three passes. And so I'm not going to be giving any other coach a, a pass anymore because it's all about it's all about winning. It's all about what it takes to, to win. And I think at the end of the day, if these guys can control the clock a little bit more as an offense um, and have long drives that cash in with touchdowns like their opponents are doing, because that's what you're starting to see is the, the, the time of possession. And then they're scoring on the Buffalo Bills defense. And so. That is a very tough situation when you're trying to uh, yeah. get yourself in playoff contention. And realistically, you're battling against the New England team without superstars that are making a run for the for the trophy. So I think at the end of the day, uh, the Buffalo Bills and their play calling, their decision making 
and really how they use Josh Allen and the rest of their football team um, will be on the hot seat this upcoming week. Yeah, uh, the seat's warm for Sean McDermott as well, a team that had high anticipation and Super Bowl expectations this year. Um, they're going to they're gonna need to get that victory this week against the Carolina Panthers. They'll be at home. So you know this is a game that could define their season. If they're able to come back and get a victory, you move forward. You develop some, some momentum. And right now they're barely clinging on to the seventh seed. I mentioned earlier in the podcast, this is a team that needs to start playing with some urgency. And uh, we'll see how, how Brian DeBall and Josh Allen uh, can kind of configure an offense that can provide more consistency, right? Because we haven't quite seen that. And it all starts with their, their lack of a rushing attack, Jarrell. I mean, Devin Singletary, they try to get Breed of the ball a couple of times. They haven't had that consistent ground game. And the same can be said for Dallas, right? I was talking about Dak. So, yes, not having that consistent rushing attack certainly is a factor in that offense becoming one-dimensional, Jarrell, because all of a sudden you're seeing teams not respect the run game. You're putting in four or five in the box, dropping six in coverage playing that press man, limiting that big deep ball down the field. So there, there's all kinds of ways that defenses can scheme and take away what an offense does best. So that is the fascinating part of the NFL, and that is why it's so fun to watch these matchups unfold on Thursday nights, on Saturday nights this weekend, and then, of course, Sunday and Monday. But looking forward to, a, to another uh, good week of football, December football at its finest, Jarrell. You know, it's always a pleasure chatting up on the podcast. You and I, we've always uh, gone way back recording these podcasts. And so um, I definitely enjoy chatting up the different matchups, seeing who needs to step up, which teams need the victory. And uh, it makes it all exciting, man. So I can't wait to watch some, some good football. Absolutely, bro. It's going down. I'm so excited, bro. You know how I get when it gets closer to, to playoff time. Um, my years as a rookie – uh, being with Green Bay, um, coming off a championship uh, team and and seeing the the attitude change when the playoffs started to come around. So uh, it gets a it gets your hair going up off your, your arms a little bit. So I think um, we're going to be very, very, very entertained this week. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if you got suited up in your full uniform on Sundays watching the game at your house there, Hunjarel. Huh, <laughs> Man, you know that I would kill to be out there, man, hunting on third and eight, third and nine, when you know the game is on the line. And, and so uh, it, it definitely is a, a memory that I miss for sure. Uh, man, hey, well, likewise, I appreciate your time joining the Pro Football Chase podcast on this Wednesday evening and um, look forward to, to continuing these conversations moving forward. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll leave us with this. How about them Cowboys? You know that I'm pulling for them on Sunday, big game against the Giants. I know you're always hating on them Cowboys, Jarrell, but – Man, you know, it's, pro- it's probably killing you inside, but you know, you know, you got love for Mike McCarthy from your days in Green Bay. I do. Um, I think that he is has learned from his mistakes uh, when it comes to having a lot of talent and um, allowing uh, previous success to alter the play calling. So I definitely think the what he has now and how he's using utilizing it now is very good. Yeah, well, we'll see, man. Sunday's coming fast, but take care. God bless. We appreciate you, all those who have tuned in live or you're tuning in just now. Take care. God bless. Have a good afternoon. Jarrell, take it easy, brother. Yes, sir. You too, man. Happy holidays, brother. Same to you.